Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when this thought hits you. Okay, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, the whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Canva is awesome for so many reasons, for your social media, but for work. If you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics. Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at canva.com. Design for work. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Let's go. Hey, welcome back to another week of shows. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Let's go around the room and check in with everybody up first. Eddie's oldest is 15 years old and almost grown. Too bad he'll be like 30 when he gets full access to his phone. Here it is. <laughs> Eddie, everybody. I got a question for you guys. Is this mean? Because I posted this on my social media and people were like, this is not cool. How could you do this? Well, on Easter, what we like to do is we stuff eggs, plastic eggs. We put candy in most of them. But in some of them, we put dollar bills. Well, I took a prop. You know, we had, I guess in the studio, we had $100. Yeah. They look too real. Oh, yeah. They look look really real. real. Yeah. So I took one from the studio one day and I said, it'd be funny to put this in, in an egg. And see my kid find one and get excited that it's a hundred dollars. Open it up and then see it's fake. So I put it on my Instagram. People were like, "That's so mean." I thought it was hilarious. You put a fake hundred. Yeah, because he looked at it. He was like, "Oh, cool." It says in prop we trust. I yeah, said, but yeah, what was, the, what was the point of it for you? To see their face, to be like, oh, wow, I got $100. And then like, hilarious. Oh, I did so it was to troll your kid. Totally. The point was just for you to have enjoyment in trolling your kid. <laughs> yeah, and it was awesome. So what do it, you think? It is mean. I'm not saying that it's not entertaining for you, but imagine, imagine you're the kid and you find an egg and you open, there's a, there's 20, 50, a hundred bucks in there. Uh-huh. And then you find out you don't actually get that. Like there's no way they thought I would put a hundred dollars. Like I would never put a hundred dollars in one yeah, of their eggs. They don't know. Maybe they oh, thought yeah. you had to change a heart. You did nah, something. No, 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 no. I've been their dad it, their whole life. It's mean. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they know me. It's mean. It, it can be also be hilarious. I just think if I were to have found something and there's all this money and then you're like, ha ha, just kidding. Joke's on you. It's all fake. But did you give them anything afterward or was it like, no? No. no I, I mean, I got the video. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it's mean. 
It's, you guys think it's funny, but it's The Lunchbox loves it. Hilarious. It's just like fake lottery tickets. People think they hit it big and it's um, nothing. Get nothing. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, I did it to strangers, those fake lottery tickets. That's when it's bad. Oh, man. I'm going to go mean. <laughs> mean. Funny, though, right? Guys, hilarious. It's funny to watch you guys laugh about it. I don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> okay, we won't do it to it's you. It's Eddie. It's like boss comes in and goes, hey, man. Yes. You're getting a raise. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Get congratulations. You're getting a raise. That's not and you, cool. You call, you, you're te- call your wife. <gasps> I got a raise. Ah. And then you walk out of the room. And he goes, hey, come back. Just kidding. Suck out. We just wanted to see your face. Mm-hmm. No, since you put it that way, that's not funny. It, right? No. It ain't funny. <laughs> that's not cool. <laughs> All right, moving on. He finally got called out for wearing sweatpants every single day. And I'm going to bet that's what he's wearing today. Here he is. Lunchbox. Yeah. Everybody. Guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Here we go. The Ultima's in trouble. You guys talked about her last week, and you jinxed her. You got, talked about we it. We didn't jinx her. You know what got her? How you treat it. And it's old. It's a coincidence. You don't take care of it. Yeah, yeah. You, you do. Your car, you drive your car into the ground. You don't put really the effort into keeping it um, healthy. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, well, I got in it uh, two days ago. Okay, and the, stop back on your car. <laughs> the check engine light was on. I figured it lived on. No, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Me too, actually. So I start- just, all those lights are just on. You get in, it's like Christmas. Every day he gets in the car. So I started panicking, and I went to get her checked out. And, guys, this is what they said. Go ahead. The 05 Ultima. She's not dead, is she? No. Tune up. Ignition coil. Spark plug is all that's needed. Not bad, huh? Still in the two misfire. That's all you need. It's, it's, it's still in perfect condition. Just do your basic maintenance. All right. Thank you, man. I was just worried. I was like, because my wife was like, we need to get rid of it. It's a piece of crap. And I said, no. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, listen, bro, it's, it's all subjective. You know, if, if, if it's worth it to you, it's a piece of crap to her. Guess what? You're both right. <laughs> he didn't argue with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And also, that's almost enough to total it. Those I mean, really? Things, like a cable and I mean, spark plugs. Yeah. Well, it's not worth washing it, so we're going to total it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But you're back. You're but back. the good news is just need some spark plugs and some coils, and we're going to be good to go. She'll be back on the road. So, guys, say some nice things about her. I'm just so happy. So the tears, they dried up. So this, the crying was fake? All in one segment, by wow, the way. Wow, interesting. He cried at the beginning and then dried up at the end with a story he was already going to tell us. <laughs> Those acting lessons yeah. are paying off. Are they? All right, next. She goes by, are they really paying off? Did you believe he sounded like he was really crying? Yes, <laughs> <I did. laughs> He goes by. Okay. She goes by at Radio Amy on Instagram, and you never know when she'll fall for another scam. Here she is. Amy, everybody. So I haven't talked to Eddie about this at all, and I just want to know what he was thinking. Because the other day he forwarded me an email, and the subject line is, The Road to Slitsville, Practical Tips for Couples Calling It Quits. <laughs> so then I open up the By forward. the way, who's doing forwards anymore? <laughs> what? He, I, I did. No, no, this is it's, important. It's Listen. not like a, a forward thing that you send, like you pass along to all your friends. It's like he got emailed by Correct. a PR company. Clearly trying to set up this, an interview saying, hey, you're interested in this book that's coming out that's going to help people, you know, avoid drama and misery if they're getting divorced or headed to Splitsville. Splitsville. <laughs> and he didn't, Why'd you say, send it to her? he didn't say anything about it. So I was like, well, does he think I want to do this interview or does he think I should get the book or I don't know. He wants you to avoid Splitsville. <laughs> I don't want you to go through or Splitsville. Not to, be, not to be miserable while you're going through Splitsville. Look, look this was easy. I saw that they sent me the email. What am I going to do with that interview? I said, this is a perfect four things. Oh, for Amy, for her yes. podcast. Amy, you would love to that's talk about actually, this. That's actually not. I'm not saying it's a great interview for you to do, but it isn't bad for him to think that. Thank you. You're going through this. Okay, you can talk to him. It'd be a good episode. Maybe you put that in the top yeah. of the Yeah, I, I do have time for that. I got the email forwarded, Amy. No, you can say, hey, this might be good for four <laughs> things. Instead, I'm like, wait, is he implying I should order this book? <laughs> 
was like, yeah, you got to put some context yeah, Really? That. I can't just do forward? Yeah, just like, you're going to Splitsville oh. forward. That <laughs> probably is not. The, okay. But, but good for you for looking out for her. That's, mm-hmm. that's all I wanted to do. But it takes five It's the number four space. Four things. Things. That's all. Push send. Okay, right. I'll do that next time. One of the topics Question covered mark. in the book is avoiding advice from well-meaning but dangerous friends. All oh, of us. You can use all that. <laughs> all of us. All right, Ray. From Mount Pine, Arkansas, he likes apocalypse shows, and his desire for a bunker really grows. Bobby Bones. Thank you yeah. very much. I mentioned in lunch's intro sweatpants, and so I was going to come on and talk about actually something happened here on the show about that, but I have Desiree in uh, Salinas, California, who actually had a similar question and thought that I did. Here we go. I just wanted to know how the guys dressed when uh, Parker McCollum showed up to the studio. I uh, can give us a follow-up. It's a great question. And I'll go to Mike D for this because, Mike, I don't remember how they dressed, yeah, I but I asked you just to watch and keep notes. What, do you, what happened? All the guys wore jeans. So yeah. Parker McCollum was here box? last week. He they wore, wore jeans. pants. Actual human adult pants. Yeah. No sweatpants. Wow. Come on. Look at these guys. However, wow. Caitlin Smith's in today. So how are the, what, what are the guys wearing over there? Looks like we have more jeans. They both have on jeans. What? Where did your jeans come from? He did not. Lunchbox did not come in with jeans. I swear he put that on the last ten minutes. He did not have them. That's great. Here. Maybe when he maybe he now keeps <laughs> jeans with him, and when he shows up That's to work, great. he looks at the calendar and he's like, "Oh shoot, I better go change." Rock and roll. That's what that I said. That was like that. magic. He it's had up. sweatpants like thirty minutes ago. Great. And, and as long as he's dressed when the artists come in, I don't care. Wow. Yeah, he, well, he can wear a banana hammock. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> don't say that. He will. And what's funny is Parker McCollum didn't even notice I was wearing jeans. That's he not the point. Too crap. Point. I think he had sweatpants on. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But that doesn't matter. It's us putting in the effort. But look at Lunchy over there. So dumb. Yeah, Lunchy. You doing good, Lunchy? So good for annoying. you. Okay, we're ready to start the show. Glad you guys are here. It's a Bobby Bones show interview. In case you didn't know. Her name is Gray Robinson. We first met Gray when I was like, let me see if I can find somebody good just from TikTok. She came in like three years ago. From TikTok. And she's awesome. And now, you know, she writes for Luke Combs' publishing company. And I think her music is so good. And she's on with us right now. Hey, Greg, this song, On This Piano, where'd you come up with this idea? Well, so I had this idea um, about letting your emotions out on a piano. And I feel like as a songwriter and pretty much anyone who plays an instrument can probably relate. But you just kind of use an instrument to cope with certain things and hardships in life and whatever it may be. And so for me, I was like, that it needs to be a piano because I feel like it's the most powerful emotional instrument. Um, But my first instrument is definitely guitar, but I was like, it has to be a piano for the song. And so I brought it to two of my co-writers and we wrote the song. How old were you when you first started playing piano? So I took lessons when I was like six or seven, but then I stopped and then I picked up guitar when I was nine. And then now I just can play a little bit and write some stuff. But I, I'm not as good as I wish I was, but we're working on it. <laughs> so you grew up near Greensboro, North Carolina. Is that right? Yes, I did. Do you ever go back home? Or are they like, girl, you're making it in the country music world? It's so funny. I actually was there yesterday for Easter. <laughs> and yes, everyone's so excited and everything. So yeah, they're really supportive. Gray writes for 50 Egg Music. Now, who owns 50 Egg Music? Luke Combs, Jonathan Singleton, and Tally Canterbury. And what is it like to write with, you know, three awesome people and you know with Luke and Jonathan they've both written so many number one songs yeah they're literally legends I feel so honored to get to work with them and they're honestly also just great people 
and really encouraging with what I do um, because, you know, my style is also a little bit different than theirs, but I feel like it's just the perfect combination. And, yeah, so I'm really, really grateful to be there. Great. Good to talk to you. Yay. Thank you so much. Good to talk to you, too. Bye, Gray. Bye. Let's go get the mail. What do you say? You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I listened to you on my way to work. I feel like you have pretty good advice. My husband and I were both married before, but my husband has his wedding band from his first marriage tattooed on his finger. Oof. While we were dating, he told me he'd get it taken care of when we got married. 2020, COVID happened. We got married in the summer of 2020 on Zoom when COVID was at its height. So I gave him a pass on the tattoo situation. It's been three years now. And since then, he has promised over and over that he would get it removed, but he hasn't. He says it doesn't mean anything, but it does to me. I see his ex-wife's tattoo on his finger every single day. It's too wide to be completely hidden under our wedding band. I don't feel like this is something I should have to deal with seeing daily. Should I keep pressing the issue? Should I give up? I don't know. He doesn't get how important it is to me to not see the ex's wedding band daily. Please help. Signed, married to the ex's wedding band. So this is where he messed up. He told you early on he would get it removed. That's the end. He did say that. If he had never said it and you're like, I really wanted, then that's a conversation of he needs to value your hopes and your desires, even if it's not his, because it's what you do in a marriage and you do that for him. But that's not this conversation. This conversation is him telling you he was going to do it. Just straight up, I'm going to get it fixed. And he's not doing it. So you don't even have to have the hopes and dreams conversation. It's, hey, look, you told me you were going to do this. And I know that I'm annoying or nagging or whatever you want to call it, but you told me you were doing this. Now you haven't done this. So you haven't lived up to the commitment that you gave before we got married. And yes, it does bother me. And you can go into other stuff too. Like I just want you to take things that are important to me, even if it's not important to you, but make them important to you because it's important to me. That's secondary. He said he would do it. He's, he's lied so far. He owes you to get that thing fixed just because he said he was going to do it. So you can get it fixed a couple ways. One, tattoo your whole finger. Mm. Ooh, the whole thing. The whole, you, got a oh. whole, you have a whole tattooed nice. in ink black finger. Oh, a sleeve. Okay. They On call, your finger. Next they, option. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a glove. Oh. Ooh, that'd be cool, a finger. <laughs> okay, and if that doesn't work, tattoo your whole hand. Mm. Oh, then nice. you got a full glove. Okay, next. Next would just be to get it removed. Laser. Yeah, what is that? Like, Laser. What's that process? Is yeah. that hard? Doesn't that hurt? Yes, it hurts, but It hurts, okay. but less and less. It still hurts, but the people that I know that have gotten tattoos taken off yeah. and multiple and have done it through different years and stages, they're still like, yeah, it's annoying. I have to go in multiple times, but it doesn't hurt as bad as it used to. But he has to get it removed. Yeah. Yeah, don't give up on this. I would agree. Mm-mm. And there are some battles you just go, I'm not going to win this one because I think it'll help me later on. But he told you he would do it. And maybe you wouldn't have gotten married if he said, I'm never going to do it. I don't know. That's probably not the case, but I don't know. But yes, he owes it to you. So you start with, you said you were going to do it. And then you just start not living up to your commitments and to him. Oh. And if that's an, whoa, if that's an affair, whoa, go whoa, for whoa, it. Whoa, that whoa. sounds healthy. If it's an, you know, yeah. Tit for tat. Absolutely. Okay. That's maybe, how you win. I don't know. Could she be proactive and book the appointment and be like, hey, guess what? Oof, I booked I an yet. appointment Ooh, for I Friday. Yet. For some little laser. And I hate that she's going to have to give up something too, because the, the third part of this... The, the final episode of the trilogy is for her to go, okay, 
I know you want this. I'll, I'll make sure this happens, but I want this, so please make sure this happens. I hate to have to bargain for something yeah. that he's already promised you, but he may be that hard-headed. So, number one, he made a commitment to you. He owes you that because it makes you feel extremely uncomfortable. Number two, well, he says it's not that important. Okay, but what's important to you should be important to him. Not everything, but the big things should. So even if it's not important to him, like I said, since it's important to you, it should be important to him. Number three, what can you give him in trade? But don't offer three until you go all the way through one and two. I mean, gosh, how would he feel? I don't know if she had been married before and maybe it's not even a tattoo, but let's say it's it was a cool diamond that she really loved and she just walked around wearing it on her ring finger all the time. I agree, but you know what he'd say? Because it didn't happen. I'd be fine with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd do that all, all the time. time. My wife. Yeah, I do all the time. I'd be like, I'd love to have a baby come out of me. It'd be easy. We talk about just like pregnancy and kids uh-huh. and people, our friends having babies and my wife's not pregnant, but at some point we plan to have a kid or eight. Nine. Eight. Well, I watch Eddie, and I'm like, I can do that times two. No, you can't. It's not a competition. I don't really want eight. I'm just like, I show him how hard it is. But it's like, yeah, I wish I could have a baby come ripping out of me. That that would just rip. That's so dumb. And she's like, well, you won't. You can't. You can just say that. Uh-huh. And I'm like, absolutely. Sure That's can. why I said it. Here we go. I'll say it again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, he owes you. I'm going to leave it there. He owes you. Go to town. Stay focused. And do one, two, and then three at the end. All right, close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. There's a two-year-old pit bull at a shelter named Strawberry. But Strawberry had a big lump on her head. They even nicknamed her Unicorn Dog. And nobody wanted to adopt her, so she was on the list to be euthanized. It's a mass. It's like a knot. Mm. Like you see a boxer get punched in the head and he gets one of those big knots. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like that, but times three right off the top of the head. So uh, the foundation that rescued her decided, you know, clean her up, did some MRIs, realized that the lump on her head was scar tissue from previous injuries. Oh, somebody hitting her. Uh, So Strawberry was put up on a website Mm. and now fingers crossed a family or somebody was going to come along and a family did. They said that when they saw Strawberry on the website, something just spoke to them and Strawberry's already home with them. They have twin kids that come home after school and cuddle up with Strawberry. She's kind of famous throughout the neighborhood when they go on on walks. People want to stop and talk to strawberries. So. Rub the lumps, what I would do now. Yes. <laughs> Make cool. it feel like the lump's awesome. It is. Yeah. And so it's just a really special thing. And so just seeking out adopting dogs, because yes, it really does happen where they get put down. It's a big lump. It's like on top of her head, but over her left eye. It's a, it's at least softball size. Mm. Mm-hmm. That poor dog doesn't know the difference, but yeah. it just stinks that it exists because probably somebody was hitting her. Mm. Something bad. But good thing for this family came in. That is awesome. And I love when people will adopt Pitbull because Pitbulls have an unfairly bad reputation. And Pitbulls are all... I had Pitbull. I love Pitbull. He was the best. So great job for Strawberry, a.k.a. the unicorn dog. Great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and to ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in Hope. 
When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest it's a bobby bones show interview in case you didn't know she's one of my favorites her name's caitlin smith she was raised in minnesota she started singing in church playing piano at a really early age writing songs before she was even a teenager before getting a record deal she wrote a ton of big songs for other artists you may know this big top 40 song from megan trainer called like i'm gonna lose you Trisha Yearwood had the song Every Girl in This Town. She wrote this one here. We dance and we laugh till we all Cassidy Pope, Wasting All These Tears. And you left me standing on the corner crying. She's such a good singer. You know, she had that song with Old Dominion, too, recently called I Can't. All the time and the whiskey I'm wasting. And she's coming in. She's walking in the studio right now. Here she is. Please welcome Caitlin Smith. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Caitlin Smith. Caitlin, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm really good. It's good to see you Same. in this room. We see each other out sometimes. Yeah. And I'm always like, I'm your biggest fan. You're always like, stop being creepy. We're no friends. way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Caitlin's got a whole new album that's out. And some of the songs you may already know, but you've added a bunch of songs to it as well. And yes. so you guys, it's up now. You're going to hear it perform and you're going to go, I, I must get that album. And I already have a streaming service, but I must go and buy the album now. And then I must get an album also, like a CD. And you're going to have like five versions of it. That's how good it is. It's Caitlin. on vinyl too. So really? Yes. Do you sign all those? Do you sign a lot of those? I do. I do. It actually sells things I think more. people like to have that like physical, I don't know, me- memory. So. I have that you gave, you gifted me. It's very nice. I have a framed picture of us and then a big lyric sheet that you wrote. And it sits in my house and it's super cool. And, and I guess probably just because... You wrote it with your own hand, unless you had like an assistant do it. Nope, I did it. I she tells me own. now. <laughs> uh, your songwriting is is extremely honest and vulnerable. Do you ever feel at times when writing such personal songs, even if you're writing it for another artist to cut, mm. that 
not that you're revealing too much, but that it could be a little too vulnerable or maybe not even vulnerable, but you're being so specific that it may not resonate? Does that conversation ever happen in your head? Yeah. I mean, I think all of that is running through my head, um, especially dancing on that line of vulnerability. And it's like, how much is overshare? How do we paint it where it, it feels like this is emotion that everybody has? But I think sometimes in, in the specificity of it, um, I think people can can really relate to you know those really small moments of, of intimate details. And I feel like there's a trend and maybe now it's a little bit more than a trend of people getting extremely specific. And I like that because yeah. I don't have to match the, the exact thing you're saying, but I yeah. have something in my life that's a version of that. Yeah. Even if it's like, you know, I wore my white sneakers and uh, my mismatched socks and I'm like, okay, maybe I didn't do that, but I have that version as well. Totally. And so I really like that about how you write and kind of about how songwriting is happening now. Have you noticed an effort to be more, um, yeah, we'll just say specific about certain elements when writing. I think so. It also depends on what the topic is, and um, I mean, there's a line in in one of the songs on the on this second half of the record. Um, it's a song called Alaska, and the opening line in it is, "I'm terrified we'll end up like my parents together, but alone." And it's like it's such a vulnerable, scary thing to say out loud. But I remember saying it in the writing room and being like, "You know what?" I'm not the only one that feels this way. I think about my grandparents. I think about like their, you know, like people have this, you know, people feel this feeling. And so, um, I don't know. I always try to dance in, in that world of like almost uncomfortable, but not too much. (laughs) Same. I wrote a line. I have IBS. I'm living with all this stress on my stomach. Yeah. 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 And you know, and I felt like somebody else got to be living this too. Someone's got to be living this. Somebody's got to be understanding this. Uh, high was a song that you wrote with Miley. And it was originally on, originally on her album. So, is it what's the rule there? Is it fair game to cut it after it's released by the artist? Do you have a conversation about that? Yeah, um, once it's re- released one time, anybody in or the, and their mom can record the song. And so it's like I the, guess you're right because people cover can, songs. People cover songs all the time. And so I always consider it like, okay, that artist recorded it. That's great. And then I can do the the songwriter version over here. And so. Uh, yeah. I guess it feels different because you wrote it. Yeah. Because I didn't think about that. Anybody can do a cover of anything. Yeah, totally. But because you wrote it, it feels like it's a different version of it. It's a t- yeah. It's like the it's like the one I don't know. When I think of the version that I released of High, and when I had written it, I heard it like the way that I produced it with big gospel choirs and like you know this just kind of big massive sound. Um, and so it was fun to see to hear Miley's version. And, you know, she's got like a loop in the background and it's, it's very, very different than I imagined it. So it was kind of fun to then take the song and and make it how I heard it in my head originally. Yeah. Lauren McKenna, you know, with a lot of the songs that she had written and other artists turned into huge songs to hear her do that. I, yeah. with the Burn the Rifle, I think is what the name of the album was. Yep. Maybe a little off on a word there. But, you know, she did the same thing. And it's like, oh, oh, that's how she actually imagines it as right. it was being written right. um, to perform. Yeah I, yeah. I never thought about it like that that it can just be a cover. But it's just weird that you wrote it. It is. It's like covering you. It is. It's Kate covers Kate. <laughs> uh, how did that write with Miley come together? Um, well, hi, actually, um, I wrote with my friend Jen DeSilvio, and the song then kind of got passed through different email chains, ended up in the hands of Mark Ronson, who was working with Miley on her last project. And, um, and so Mark 
played the song for her. She fell in love with it. She changed it up a little bit to fit her story and put it on the record. Um, but then since then, I've gotten to get in the writing room with her, which has been such a treat. That's cool. She's an incredible artist and an incredible writer. So I've got a song on her last or her most recent record called Island. And um, I'm just a big Miley fan. So it's so fun. Me too. Hey, Miley's awesome. <laughs> She's incredible. You have a song called Writing Songs and Raising Babies. How do you balance being a mom and an artist? Great question. Depends on the day. Some days I feel like I've got this, and some days I'm like I'm failing. Um, <laughs> at what? Both? I'm One or the at other? Both. Yeah. Like it's like you know, and so it's a it's a constant juggle uh, every day of making sure that okay, I've got I'm doing the things that I need to check off on my list for my job, but then also when I get home, really just you know, putting my phone down and focusing some connection time with my kids. And um, I bring them on the road sometimes if the tour runs are long and that's a total circus, <laughs> but it's it's worth it to me to, to have them along. So. And I know you wrote the song I'm about to talk about here, but I didn't see you in the credits for the performance. Is there any chance that you're doing the background vocals on Every Girl in This Town with Trisha? Because it sounds just like you. That is me. It is you? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Which is totally crazy. She was the first concert I ever saw in my life. And, um, and so when she cut, cut the song, it was like this crazy full circle moment. But then to be, I remember I was like all the way pregnant in there, like singing background vocals. And I'm like, this is the craziest <laughs> moment of my life. Like, <laughs> is it, do you sound different if you're all the way pregnant or is I, it just a win? I thing? think it's just a win thing. Like we definitely had to like punch like <sighs> some of the breaths, like it's just harder to get all, get all the notes out. But. I, I saw you sing the national anthem at a Packers game. Yes. So walk me through that because there's a lot of people there. It's probably cold or coldish. I don't know what the temperature was that night. And, you know, with the anthem, it's awesome to do it because you love the country. But it's like being a referee. If you do the most perfect, amazing version ever, nobody really says anything except, hey, good job. Because right. you're just expected to do it. Right. But if you mess up one little thing, one oh, tiny thing, you're all over the internet. It is a, yes. You can't. So talk to me about <laughs> uh, singing in a stadium with that many people, the national anthem, and are you just going, just don't mess this up? I, I am going, don't mess this up. And the thing with the Packers game was, it was like the, the first show at Lambeau that season, and there was a flyover too. So I'm also thinking about, you have to get a certain time so that, but you how do can't you do go that? too slow. You just have to stay consistent of how you always do the pacing and don't don't embellish too much. And it's just a lot of practice. Oh man, I don't that know, would be. But and it's the home of <laughs> you don't even so hear crazy. the break. You know, yeah. it's nuts. As a, as a month later, I got to do the Thanksgiving game for the Minnesota Vikings, and that one was televised to you know just twenty five million people. <laughs> and and I'm from Minnesota, so it's my home stadium. And the you know the most nerve wracking thing was like they they wait to come back from come from commercial, but then they silence the entire stadium first. So I'm sitting in like fifteen seconds of dead silence where everybody. <laughs> He's like, and the stadium's looking. I was like, I'm going to pee my pants. Do you have to do the thing, too, <laughs> where it's insane. like, so you're on? Yeah, I'm literally going, hmm, 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 like, so I get the note and don't forget. And is the anthem? Like, Rain Man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like the anthem, too, is if you start and you're not starting really low, because that song goes so yes. high that you can get lost. Exactly. And so you have to start, oh, because it goes. <laughs> you have to get down there. Or you just, right. you don't have to worry about that. I definitely worry about it. I definitely worry about starting too high because you don't want to you don't want to botch the the big notes, right? And so. if you start higher, then you have to go even higher yeah. later on at a and note that's already really high. Glass. 
Oh, that'd be me. My ears are red. My head's about to pop. You're really squeezing those butt cheeks. How like, old were you the first time you did the anthem? Was it like a kid thing? Were you like nine, I start. Ten? So I grew up behind a baseball field, and they always had baseball games going on, like high school and college. And um, and I would run over there, and I would run up to the box, and I'd say, "Hey." I think I was probably eight years old. I was like, hey, can I sing the anthem? And they're like, do you know it? And I was like, yep. And then they would just let me do it. And so that would be like my thing. And the announcer ended up being an announcer for like the Minnesota Timberwolves and like some other bigger sports. So then I started doing it the as an- a Hold on, kid. the announcer at a baseball stadium? The announcer at my tiny little town baseball stadium was also an announcer at like the for the Timberwolves. Wow. So then I was like singing the anthem as like a nine year old at Timberwolves games. So. That's pretty cool. Our, our announcer was, was like the pastor, <laughs> yeah, right. the pastor. At, at Mount Pine Baptist. That's it. I mean, that's amazing. So I saw a picture of you taking a shot with George Strait and Vince Vaughn on the Instagram. How did that all weirdest come? moment of my life? Yeah. What was that? What? How did that Bizarre. come together? That was so crazy. Um, so I, I've had the honor of getting to share the stage with George over the last couple of years. He's really been such a champion. And so he's he does this residency in Vegas. And so um, Vince Vaughn is a big George fan. He happened to be there. And, um, and he also happened to be there to catch my set as well. And so um, I like ran into him like backstage I was like what's going on and we talked for a minute and then people just kind of ushered us into the shot room and we're like okay we're doing a shot with George Strait there's this a is- shot room that's what <laughs> I hear shot, the shot area <laughs> shot or whatever. Room. the wow. shot room <laughs> when you're with somebody so who's famous and this is a struggle that I have and you want a picture but you don't want to ask for a picture because then it makes it all weird because then you're yeah. the picture asker and they don't treat you the same because right. they may have been treating you like a peer at first How, what's your move to make that happen oh usually someone on my team is really good about orchestrating it like oh hey you guys let's let's get a picture of you guys and it's it's way less awkward when it comes from someone else yeah so i always be like hey help me get a picture with <laughs> like i do the ask of someone else so it's less weird that's a cool it's a cool <laughs> picture of you guys and, and and i know you're doing with george Strait, you're playing before you know as his main support like, that's also just cool, right? So crazy. It's so cool. I mean, he is the king. And to, like, it, he's just a master class in class, in songwriting, in choosing songs, in an amazing career. And so being able to, like, watch the king, I'm just crying in my tequila the whole time. <laughs> like, it's, it's pretty incredible. The new album, High and Low, it is out right now. It's Caitlin Smith in studio with us. And you have your guitar. And so... If you feel good about playing, I would love for you to play. I always kind of feel guilty when like great singers come in and it's early in the morning. Oh, it's and I'm a- like, go ahead and do the thing you do great at a time that's really, really not the best for it. You feel good? I feel great. Okay. I feel great. So what song are you going to do for us here? Um, I would love to play a song called Lately. Okay. This is from the new record. It is Caitlin Smith. Come on. Yeah. They should take that so recording. Oh, this is what they should do. They take that recording and they... they quickly put in the car and they drive it up to the Smithsonian and they put it in there it goes in the museum like everybody <laughs> listen to it we talk about music and then you put it in a couple different categories you put it in country you put it in soul you put it you, and then we take it to the country music hall of fame and as soon as you walk in it needs to be playing over the top it's just you're just so good thank you Bob. you're just so good and sometimes so it can be lost on if you know somebody and you sometimes you don't get to see them do what they do wonderfully all the time if you see them in just general everyday circumstances yeah. you know every time you come in I'm like dang Caitlin's real good I forgot I just <laughs> see her as like the person I really like and then it's just that was yeah. just it's just so good 
Thank so you. It's just, it's just so good. I don't know Thank what else to say. Matthew. Yeah, you can sing in the mornings, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah geez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the album is called High and Low. I want you to check it out. Yeah. And then also, I want to let you guys know that Caitlin's playing all these shows, and you can go watch. And by the way, she spells her name with a Y, right? So yes. My wife spells it with an I. Some spell it with a K. I'm just going to spell it for you because there's a lot of ways here. Yes. If you go to CaitlinSmith.com or to her socials, but it's C-A-I-T-L-Y-N Smith.com. There are all these dates that you're playing shows up until June, and it's really cool, like, venues for people to hear you do just that. Yeah, I'm so excited. And with this tour, I'm actually, I'm doing it as a one-woman show, and so it's just me and a guitar and my piano and the stories. And so it's a it's an intimate experience, um, and we started in Texas last week, and it was so fun. So it's a really special night. I want you guys to go watch Caitlin. I want you to check out High and Low, the whole album, and then... And that's all. That's it's so good. I don't even know what else to say. What do I say now? Not nothing. Nothing. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Can't get any better. And I find out I got nominated for an ACM. You guys. Wait for because I, I didn't do the, artist. So I didn't do that category. I, I didn't even out. know who won or who was in it. So well, wait. I'm in it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. So pumped. Okay. So to our audience right now, I'm going to be honest with you. We recorded this on Friday, right. and this is airing on Monday. And we had just finished, and live we did the ACM nominations for a lot of the right. categories on the show. And there were a couple that we didn't do because they wanted uh, Amazon Music to do a few of them oh, as yeah. well. So I'm getting text people going, who was nominated for Best New Male? I was like, I have no idea. We did the other ca- <laughs> I just found out that Caitlin got nominated for an ACM. Yeah! Yeah! Wow. Awesome. That is awesome. I'm so pumped. Yeah. Thanks, It's like guys. the greatest day it's ever. It's the best day ever. So happy. <laughs> well, there you now go. I feel like, yeah, when you walked in earlier, we all should have been like, oh my gosh, congratulations. Yeah, we didn't have that so envelope. It's all good, y'all. <laughs> I'm not even wearing my tux anymore. I'm oh, no. Dang. All right, Caitlin Smith, go watch her. Oh, we'll be watching for the ACMs. We're going to listen to your music. That's all. I got nothing else to say except Amazing. holy crap. All right, Caitlin Smith, everybody, go follow her on socials, get tickets, and listen to the album. And Caitlin, we will see you very soon. Thank you, Bobby. All right, Caitlin Smith, everybody. 2,000 Americans were asked, name a musician who goes by one name. Now, you want a prize for this one? Yeah. Yeah. Money? Yeah. See what I pull out? Money. Hundred my dollars. Oh, wow. What did you say, $100? Oh, okay. $100 to the winner. $100 makes you holler. $100? Oh my God. Okay, we well, can do a different one. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Nope. If you guys want to complain, we don't. No, we don't. no one said one dollar. That was it. That no, was excitement. You want to complain? Who we're going to do one dollar. You did. I did not. No, we we were nervous. One dollar. It no. no, it's now one dollar. Oh my gosh, guys! You're playing for one dollar. You guys just cost me. You guys weren't even excited. One dollar. No. We were freaking out. A hundred dollars. You're playing for one dollar. Oh my gosh. Roll the dice. The person going first is number six. One, two. That's me. Five, six. That's Eddie. That's game over. No, not really. Eddie, 2,000 Americans were asked, name a musician who goes by one name. Gosh. I got Madonna. Yep. Show me Madonna. <laughs> Correct. Number two answer. Have yourself two points, Eddie. Thank you. Thank you. I have Sting. Oh, that's a good one. Every breath that? you That's a good one. Take. I never thought of that I mean, it does one. make sense. I've yeah, never heard of that sting. one. Show me Sting. <laughs> okay. I'm happy with it. You're happy that you missed it. Yep, I want to go around two. But why not? It doesn't matter. Amy, you're up. Okay. Uh, Adele. Oh, dang. She has a last name. What is it? Eddie, they all have last names. Johnson. And I don't think it's Johnson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, show me Adele. 
Her name is Adele Laurie Blue Adkins. Oh. Close. You're close. Amy, you got five <laughs> points there. What else you got? Okay. Uh, hmm. Am I allowed to ask a question? No. Why not? Okay. When are we ever allowed questions yeah. to be asked in this? Ask your question, I'll ask mine. Okay. Uh, well, I I don't know his real name. I don't know. Prince? Show me. Oh, wow. That's good. Prince. <laughs> Number three. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. And this Amy's one. got eight points on the board. Gosh, I know she has a last name, but nobody ever says it. Beyonce. According to the rules that Eddie has established, if they have a last name that we know, they don't count. Knowles. Yeah. Beyonce right. Knowles. Show me Beyonce. Yes, what? number one. So my thing's out the window. Nothing, it doesn't say they can't own a last name. Uh, 2,000 Americans were asked, Amy. name a musician who goes by one name. Fine. Amy, nine points. What else you got? Okay, let me think here. Not not use that. Okay, um, well, one of my favorites, Tupac. Shakur, sorry, really good. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, 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 okay. Show me Tupac. It's oh, a good guess. I liked it. Lunchbox, end round one. It's you. Go ahead, buddy. Share. Show me share. Give that guy six points. Oh wow. All right. Might as well give me some more because that's a uh, Bono. Mm-hmm. He's a famous guy, isn't he? He's a famous yeah. guy. He is. Yeah. I don't know who. He, I mean, what band do you think he's in? No, he knows this. That's Here we go. You too, Bono. Yeah. Number eight answer. Oh ding, wow! Ding, 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 wow! Ding. Wow! There are still four answers on the board. At number one, Beyonce, Madonna at two, Prince at three, Adele at five, Cher at six, Bono at eight. You still have four, seven, nine, and ten up there. Two thousand Americans were asked name a musician who goes by one name. Oh, man. Can I ask a question? Yeah, ask three. Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Five letters A through M? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me Eminem. Dang, that's good. Show me Eminem. Okay, correct. Oh, wow. <laughs> Number four answer. Okay. Lunchbox is 18 points now. Now we're struggling. Yeah, it's tough now. Now we struggle. But, I mean... Ah, when, when, when you go to this, you just call him Garth. Mm. Show me Garth Brooks. Show me Garth. Okay, oh, but here we go. He's got more points than you guys, and nah. he's in third place. He, for now, he does. So, points are double. There are only three answers left oh, on the board. Oh, my God, I know one. Seven, nine, and ten. Oh Eddie. My Should I wait for the triple round? Do it. Nah, just kidding. Hey, Bones, give me pink. Show Eddie pink. Oh, oh no, stop it. What do you mean? Beyonce listen, Knowles? I'm going to say this, Eddie. Yeah. And you're my best friend. But sometimes, and you're very likable all the time. You're just a positive guy. You're so fun. Thank you. During games, you're unlikable sometimes. Why? 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 I don't know. It's just like a weird cockiness, and you're not even that good. No, no. I win all the time. No, that's no, no, no. See, that's my point right there. That's my point. He's like trivia, man. And he's like, should I wait to the third round? Yeah, and then was, you still miss it? Like, Hilarious. It. Classic movies. Classic you're a villain. TV shows. You're a villain in games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Amy. Okay, um, I guess I'll go with Beyonce's husband, Jay Z. Jay's Jay's. So the so two. Jay Z. That's one word. No, nah. Jay Z is not two. Jay Z is not a last name. Raymundo, show me Jay Z. It's a hyphen. J. One name. Jesus. All right. Okay. Nobody said syllables. You said names. 
Easy, man. I mean, I, I, yeah, you got it. Hey, pretty lady. Oh, Elvis. Oh, duh. Elvis Presley. Wow, Elvis. You're so he may have a last if name. If he gets Bono and Elvis Eddie, and there's some people you love, Elvis cannot be on here. I mean, why? Because it's what? Elvis Presley. You don't have to say Presley, Presley though. though. It could be Elvis. On it's like, all no, his records, it's Elvis Presley. It's not Presley. about that. You're missing. Oh the my point. God, you don't understand the game. They just ask people, and they said, "Name a musician who goes by one name." Yeah, like you know who Elvis. If you just is. say Elvis, the people will know it's Elvis Presley. You're not. You're not gonna go well. Elvis Costello or Elvis. Yeah, and it may be wrong. Buzz him out. Show the boy Elvis. <laughs> I told you. I told you. <laughs> oh, man, I got this, Moans. It's round three. The round you're waiting for, let's be honest. Yeah. You have to get out. You're out of the game. Triple points. Go ahead. Give me. Oh, crap. The? Is the something? This could be two words. The weekend. <laughs> but Gosh, So weekend? Weekend. <laughs> what? Remember him in the Super Bowl? Weekend. I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me that bell. Eddie says, show him weekend. <laughs> what in the world? No! You got two points. Oh, and you went goodness. first. You went but first! I'm usually the best at That's this. That's the power no, spot. Mm. Amy, you got to get one. You, you'll take the lead, but if you don't get it right, Lunchbox wins. I know. Come on, Amy. Okay, I'm trying to think. of One dollar up for grabs. You already cost us $100, so come on. Get I this didn't. Right. You, you, all your actions did. I, no, I said $100? No, you go like this, like... No, like, I can't like I'm, I'm, You're like, I'm disappointed. Not to. What? Are you kidding? You normally say, like, okay, here's... I just pulled out of my wallet. No, and it's amazing. Yeah. Nobody complained. I think you just realized, right. oh, shoot, I picked I up I pulled the wrong one out. Hey, hey, yes. let's get that clock going. <laughs> yeah. All right, Amy, 2,000 Americans were asked, name a musician who goes by one name. Mm-hmm. Let's okay. do it. I'll get, we'll go back to 100. Yeah! yeah. No, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm already out. Oh. You're already out. Oh. Go ahead. Oh. Amy, we need to... Go ahead. Okay, uh, Dre. <laughs> Doctor <Dr>. Dre. <laughs> Dre. He said she said Dre, Dre. Dre beats Doctor Dre. 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 Beats. Dre. Hey, you're gonna. Dre! The answer should have been Drake. The answer should have been Drake. The answer. That's what I thought she was saying. It should have been Dre. Yeah. Oh, show yeah. me Dre. Yeah. Let's go. No. Let's go. It was Drake. Drake was on there. Drake was on there. Wow. Rihanna was on there. Oh, oh Rihanna. And Shakira was on there. Oh, her hands go wide. And Lunchbox, Whoa. come over here. Oh, come over here. Light thing. Yeah, you got to do the highlighter. Here, here's a highlighter. No, it's real. I Here, know what a honey Mark the highlighter on. Oh, let me see. That's what they do at the store. Why are you guys testing the money? Woo! Just in case, Bones. We don't know how you roll. Oh, Could be rolling dirty. How would I roll? That's not money. See, it's not funny, is it? You know how we're doing the bit? Lunchbox is like, it's hilarious when you give somebody fake lottery tickets. Wait, what do you mean that's, that's not real? That's a fake real? $100 bill what do you from mean? the movie prop collection. And now... United States, copy money. Oh, that's How's that feel? It felt too thick. <laughs> it felt too thick. That's why I was like, man. How's that feel right now? You just thought you won. And you and Eddie thought it was so funny. Hey, now I even think it's funnier. <laughs> this is great. Michigan State Troopers are investigating a road rage incident because there were two people and they started to just get angry at each other. So they're like driving, swerving, having road rage. 
And then they decided to get out and just fist fight each other in the highway. Oh, my oh, God. In the middle of the highway? <laughs> the two drivers were seen fighting on the highway. Oh, boy. Like, right on the side of it. Car, it's like when someone has a flat tire, but they're parked a little too close. And you're like, oh. Like, you don't want them to get hit, so you try to get in the other lane. But sometimes you're like, you don't, can't. But they're, like, that close. Mm-hmm. And they're just, whack, whack. And the loser gets... Hopefully, it doesn't get knocked into the road. Right. Yeah, hopefully not. Oh, I mean, that, that's a move. That. Pushing like in the movies, traffic. it's like they yeah. fight on a cliff. <laughs> yeah, they're always at the edge of the cliff. And then one of them, ah. <laughs> but both drivers engaged in repeated reckless driving behavior. The two cars then hit. Then they got out. And then they just started whopping each other. And cars are driving by going, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. No arrests were made at the scene. Warrant requests will be submitted on both drivers for reckless driving. There are also assault and battery charges that will be requested. And... You, it's just you don't know the person, right? And it's all happening. Luckily, nobody had a gun. But then once you get out and you're like, we're going to fight. Because you couldn't really size them up in the car. And you're angry. But what if you get up and they're just way bigger than you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible. And they're like a massive, muscular UFC dude. And you're like, you really felt good about it. And you're like, ah, oh, crap. Do you just submit then and go, you know what? I was wrong. Oh. <laughs> or do you just go, like, I'm this far. Let's just fight it out. Oh, you got to go. Pride. You most fights, you size up before you go into it. Like, do I have a chance? Yeah, at this? this one you don't. They just get out of the car. It's like the mass Singer. Pull the head off. You're like, oh, look at that. It's Toby Keith. But it's like that was who you're about to fight. <laughs> This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on uh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer. But I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's Place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash, 
alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So if you want to avoid getting your car broken into or even stolen, well, who better to get advice from than an actual car thief? And there's one that's giving us tips on TikTok. How to keep your car from getting stolen from somebody who has an existing Grand Theft Auto felony on their record. Park near windows. Park somewhere that is an eye view of windows. Get a club. It's a deterrent. It keeps them away. 2009. If you have a car that was made before then, I would be very careful because you have the type of car that the person who's wanting to steal it, you know, would steal. A club. That's the whole thing. That's <laughs> old school. Wait, they still old buy school? those? Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I, every time I get out of the car, I'm like, hold on a second. Club. <laughs> Put it on my steering wheel. <laughs> we did back in the day, though. It, I never had a club. Did you, you did? I did, I had yeah. One. Oh, you yeah. guys when did? And my car still got stolen. I think I would have paid more for the club than I would have my cars, though, back <laughs> oh. then, if I'm being honest. And your car got stolen when you were 16? Nah, nah. I was already older. But it was the Jeep. But the club was on it? No, no, no. Well, if you had it, why didn't you put well, it on there? No, what? No, I, the, the reason it got stolen is because I had a hitch in the front. All I did was lower the hitch and pull the car away. So the club didn't matter even that, if it was didn't, on. Yeah, even if it was on, it didn't work. Oh, gotcha. Huh. Yeah, Which, um, also, I hear Lunchbox's year, his car is more susceptible to getting stolen because he's before 2009. Oh, technology no. is not as good. Mm-hmm. Like, but I don't know that. And also, don't leave your doors unlocked. That's smart. Don't put your laptop and all your jewelry in the front seat. <laughs> Exposed. But we say Wallet. that, but, but people still do that. I know. And there have been times where I'm like, oh, I shouldn't leave my bag there because I don't. I carry a purse, obviously, like I talk about. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't leave my purse right there. And so even at times I forget. So then I put it in the trunk. The, the, we should all put our purses in the trunk, guys. Yes, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. And the one that's sticking out to me is windows. Like, that's so smart because they don't want anybody to see them actually doing it. So try to park by a window. Or in a parking lot, you want to be underneath a light if you can. And if it's daytime, think about that, too, if your car's yeah. going to be there for at night. All right, what else? If you want better service at restaurants, well, get dressed up. That's all you got to do because a study found that servers are more likely to assume that you're going to be a really awesome tipper if you're a little more dressed up and then they'll treat you better. Is it worth it though? No. It's it's how much time I'm spend, spending getting dressed up, ironing my clothes, getting the, versus how much better service do I actually need. And they shouldn't judge a book by its cover. I hear you on that part. I don't care about that. They okay. shouldn't, right? I can't fix culture. Right. They really shouldn't. But what I'm saying is... If I'm putting in 17% more effort to get dressed up nicer and only getting 6% more good service from the wait staff, it ain't worth I'm still down. Oh, you're probably going to get the 11%. best table in the house and you're probably not going to have ha- to wait. I'm not going to places where there's a house to get a good table. I'll be honest. <laughs> anywhere same. good. I like a booth if that's okay. But I ain't really going anywhere where it's like the anyone well, goes, I'll take the best table in the house. It says guys get the bigger difference. Well-dressed men were seen as the best. So lunchbox might be on something. You get a good seat, you get treated right, and you still just tip the same. But what's he on to? Because he doesn't dress, or he doesn't tip. He doesn't do either one of them. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. He's the most confusing person on the show. He says one thing, does the other. I can't ever figure him out. Wear a tuxedo next time you go in to get your penne penne papa. What does he get? <laughs> Peanut, Peanut penne, penne tacos. 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 Wear a tuxedo. I don't have a tuxedo, man, okay. but I'd borrow one. All right. Morgan Wallen and Taylor Swift themed promposals are super big this year. Google trends say that they are the top two 
promposal ideas that kids have been Googling and looking up, which a promposal is obviously just how kids are asking other their dates to prom, and they incorporate lyrics from a Morgan song or a Taylor song. I saw one. I'm going to need some whiskey glasses. Have you got a prom with me? Oh. It's like, that doesn't make that sense. Doesn't Here's really a look. Of, um, <laughs> this is one. It said, hey, I know I'm not Morgan Wallen, but let me spin you around prom. I just want to spin you there's one where the guy's like, hey, I want to get, take you up, down, up, down, up. Huh? No, no, that's, that's not good. Wait, that's not going out there? <laughs> that's not that's good not, at all, man. No. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm Amy. That's my you. pile. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Two years ago, Isabella's a 17-year-old high school student, but she's not feeling very good. Just not energy's down, not something's wrong, goes to the doctor, and they tell her, you have severe kidney failure. You're going to need a new kidney, or it's over. Like, you're not going to... Instead of like that to her, you need a new kidney, or it's over, kid. That's not the best way to say it. Wow, that doctor needs to learn how to talk to people. (laughs) Bedside manner. Yeah, so, she has an at-home dialysis machine. She's been on it for six hours a day since then. She's in college now. She still needs a donor. They've been putting it on Facebook, and they're like, we got to do something different. They did billboards around the city of Atlanta. The first weekend the billboard was up, someone driving down the road saw it, and it said, and it's her face, and it says, Be My Hero, and there was a website. Someone logged onto the web, went to her website, read her story, and said, Hey, I'll go get tested. Perfect match. And now they're going through the donation process. Wow. From a billboard. That, it's a big green billboard with her face on it, and it says kidneyforizzy.me. And just a website, right? You don't want to put too much up there. And it's also smart to use a face because it makes it a human. Yeah. They connect to it. Yeah, it's not just because I've seen before different things where it's just like, hey, you need a kidney, will you do? but no face. I'd even put somebody's face on prettier than me. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you really switch? Yeah, yeah I get like somebody better looking and be like, sure could use a kidney. Okay. Would you, you know, people want to help people that are good looking. And so, but good for Izzy. Yeah, she's going to get a kidney and she can continue her study. She goes to Kennesaw State University, going to get that degree, get that kidney, and let's go. Because I don't think you ever have to meet the person until later. It's not like you're holding, Forever, ha- yeah. like holding hands yeah. going into surgery. Yeah. They'd be like, you sure does look like Ryan Gosling, but okay, let's just give him a kidney. That's <laughs> all, all they need to know. All right, Lunchbox, that's a great story. Seriously, that is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. The Morning Corny. What has 10 letters and starts with gas? What has 10 letters and starts with gas? I don't know what. An automobile. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like gastrointestinal. That's what I was yes, thinking. The Morning Corny. That's good. Honest question. I need an honest answer. You will not be judged. You ever shoplifted? Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I didn't expect it to come down like a... long time ago. Yeah. Oh, yes. When yes. I was a kid. Recently. Yeah. My friend Dennis made me do it. Wait, wait, hold hey, on. Yeah, Dennis did it. I mean, David did it. <laughs> I was not expecting three yeses. <laughs> it's terrible, man. It's like a good singer just walked up on stage and America's Got Talent and you're all like... Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, a third of Americans, unless you're on this show, it's 75% of us, because mm. I've never shoplifted, uh-huh. but a third of Americans admit that they have shoplifted before. A lot of them say it was a kid. Some say it was an adult. But I'm so surprised that that many Americans, what, 33% of Americans, have actually stolen. Um, Let's go around the room. What have you stolen? Lunchbox. Oh, man, I've stolen a lot of things. But (laughs) um, 
I my one my one hack or whatever that I used to do was still in baseball cards. I would go to a certain store and you would put the baseball cards on the very bottom of the basket and then put two poster boards inside the basket and they would just look in the basket and see the poster board and so you'd pay 25 cents for two poster boards. You'd walk outside, take the cards off the bottom of the cart and throw the poster board in the trash. Ride your bike home. Had a whole box of cards for free. Well, 25 cents. I mean, did that numerous times. And they never saw it coming? No. Eddie, what have you stolen? We were in college. And, wow. and we were at a house party and we needed ice. And my buddy Dennis worked at the convenience store, but it was his off day. And he said, you know, we can just take as much ice as we want. Like no one ever noticed that. So we backed the pickup truck and we paid for one bag of ice and we took the whole the whole machine. Like, I mean, it was probably like 75 bags. And so we went back Why to the party. How, so how much? would nobody notice that? Well, we had the idea we would make it a snow party. So we threw all the so ice in the backyard. So you went from you didn't have enough ice to have having your drinks. Dude, we're going to turn this thing into <laughs> yeah. a winter wonderland party. We did. We threw all the ice in the back and it was a snow party. But that is stealing. I, I, it's not funny anymore. Like, now that I'm older, that's not cool that we did that. You, well, you your never... tone just changed, though. Do <laughs> <laughs> you ever steal beer? Yeah, we steal beer. Yeah, we steal beer. Yeah. I mean, that, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. normal. Yeah. No, no, that's not, not, not normal. No, in high school, though, it was. Like, there was yeah. at our high school. No, they, but it's not no, there was okay, okay, normal. Okay, it's not, take it back. It's Maybe bad. normal. It's not right. It's not there, right. There was a okay. C-Mart gas station right by our middle like middle school and high school, and the beer truck would mm-hmm. pull up, and they would be on one side, and they would walk leave, into leave the store, unlocked. and you yeah, and they'd leave it unlocked. You pull up on the other side of it, they can't see you. Just open it up. and That's take, a heist. Yeah, we, that's, we, we took 32 cases one time. Yeah, that's yeah. Spring, spring break. No way. We do it all the time. Man, yeah. You stole 32. Yeah. I can name, actually, I can think of names of guys from my school that that was what they did. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, I can even picture the gas station, but it's like they would skip school. They knew right when the truck was yeah. going to be there. How did the and, truck not know this was coming if this was such a common thing? And what's crazy is mine I was in McAllen, theirs were in Austin, so we were mm-hmm. doing this all over the state. So let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. A beer truck would pull into a gas station. And, the guy would walk in, but he'd open the broom, back tr- there's, no, it's, there's it's, only one lock that controls the whole truck. And once that lock is unlocked, all the doors can go And if up. you go on the far side of it, you can't see from inside the store that there's someone on the other side of the truck. So you open those doors, and that's where you take the beer out, and then you close them and drive off. And you got to do it real quick. Yeah. Guys, yeah. this is like next level. This is real crime syndicate type stuff. Oh, yeah. This, this is a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Long it, time it ago. It sounds like in college, you know what in else high, I, school. high school. Man, high you school. know what else I did? I think about it now. I was a cashier at a grocery store. And oh man, I don't even know where he's going. Crazy, <laughs> he's so crying. He, he just started. He just went. Oh, it's bad. Like he was, oh, he's man. even questioning what's, him. What's it called? Like statute of limitations? Oh, yeah. I, think way past that. I think he's clear here. But and, the fact and, he doesn't have a conscience about any of this, and, and my, the fact that he has to go. Uh oh. And my brother was in college, and he was like, "Dude, I'm going to send my roommate through your line." You know what I mean? And so they would. He would fill up the cart with groceries, and I'm talking overflowing, and I just not scan everything, just put it over and charge him ten bucks. That's bad. Mm. Yeah, that's stealing too. Yeah, but then he'd have parties. Would you go? Yeah. Would you take advantage of what they got? Or they had meat. I mean, they'd steaks. They'd grill out. I mean, oh, wow. oh a lot of yeah. meat. You're like bro- that bonehead story of the day. My, my brother, his roommate was Van Hook, man. <laughs> guys, we could have all been bonehead stories of it's the day. It's only no. five years statute of limitations, so you guys are free to say what happened. Oh, thank man. goodness. Sorry, there was this Golly. one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It I mean, all starts pouring out. <laughs> I didn't realize we took so much. Amy, anything you want to say? Yeah, so definitely uh, too many years ago, so I won't get in trouble. I think I was maybe five, six, and I really wanted Reese's cups, and my mom said no. So I stuck them in my pants, and then when we were walking out, they fell out of my pants and landed in the parking lot, and my mom made me go back and confess and re- 
oh, turn man. myself in. Reese's that was fine. Did you go to jail? <laughs> no, but I was like, well, this is embarrassing. So I didn't, I guess my, my stealing days are over at that moment. Who was your cellmate? <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I'm that's right. good though. I, I don't have a story. So we don't need to have anything. Like yeah. nobody Nothing? from your high school did beer runs. If they did, I didn't get to hang out with them because they, those kind of people didn't want me around. And you probably only had one store to steal from. Yeah, they, you can't really do it in a small, small town. I bet. You'd have yeah, to go we had two gas over. stations. Oh yeah, and they were both. There was one in town and one slightly outside, so you could have. But also. I wasn't invited to parties and stuff, so it doesn't matter. I wouldn't. And also, I probably told on them. But um, also, yeah, to kids listening, yeah, the, don't do that. The, the guys yeah. that I can think of that did that, I actually kind of know where they are now in life. And oh, well, I'm good. So, like, you know. Uh, Amy, there's two were, sitting right next to you. Yeah. Were, Amy, Amy, hello. We're, we're doing uh, all right. Hello. I'm not talking about y'all. Oh. I'm talking about the people from my high school. And so it's just like, you know. I think we're doing all right. <laughs> Well, y'all are the ex- exception to the rule. And he's just waving at her. Yeah, hello, right here. Uh, I'm saying okay. the ones oh, from, don't from steal. Yeah, what, I got a question. Is taking cash, is that shoplifting? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's oh, my gosh. From where? No, that's, that's from where? That's like a bank. Did that's you rob a bank? That's called robbery. <laughs> That's not stealing, that's bro. That's, that's straight robbery. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Is there anything? Oh. Like, how much cash? No, no, no. Don't talk about that. We've got a couple stories. I was like, dang, I need to share this with the show immediately. Number one, Montana has become the first state to approve a full ban on TikTok. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. State lawmakers voted to approve the ban on Friday, sending it to the governor for a signature. The bill makes it illegal to download the TikTok app in the state of Montana, punishable by fines up to $10,000 a day for if you get it in the app store and you have it, or also Google for Android. Hmm. TikTok users would not be fined under the ban. Under the ban. So I'd, be, I'd be trying to get it at black market. Yeah. Keep Underground. It. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're not going to find the actual user. So if you've already had it, they have to just, you have to delete it? I don't know if it's grandfathered in. I just don't think it works. Oh, that's a good point. But Because, uh, Ray, uh, Ray, you're the one that's been keeping up with this because, like, on campuses in certain places, you can't have it. Yeah, the Wi-Fi blocks it. Yeah, there are some things you just can't use. In some countries you go, they don't allow, like, let's say you go to China. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff you can't use there. Yeah. Huh. Several states have banned the use of TikTok. For example, DraftKings, who I use and love, and they're a sponsor of 25 Whistles, my sports show, because some states haven't legalized it yet, you can have it on your phone, but it won't work because the geo map is once you're in the state, you're like, that. Ah, sorry, buddy. You okay. can't place a bet, but the app still opens. Yeah, but you won't be able to place a bet on TikTok either. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know, dude. No, no, All no, I no. know is that DraftKings, I can't yeah. use it in some states. That's crazy. Yeah, it makes sense because, like, as a parent, I can control certain things that, like, I can have on my phone, but then suddenly it doesn't work on my kids. Several states have banned TikTok on government devices. Montana is the first state to pass a statewide ban, and then it's going to the governor. That's from NPR. And I'm going to say this. I've said it four or five times. If our country ever works on something and they're working on it in a bipartisan way, because this is such a a divided, coming from polar sides country. When people work on things together in this country, if it's war, terrorists, uh, natural disasters, that people, our government, they tend to come together for that stuff. They're coming together for this. That means they know some stuff. There's something there. 
Yeah. I talked to somebody who worked in tech, just moved here from San Francisco, sold his company. And he was like, TikTok's bad news. And I'm like, no, it's good news. You've been on it. He's like, no, I get it. I said, no, you don't, because I'm on it all the time and it's awesome. It's fun. And he says, but all you're doing is allowing a foreign entity that is an enemy because they're probably not controlling us yet, but they have the ability to shift little things, to even divide us more, to feed people who like the stuff from the left, to make them hate the right more, from the right, to make them hate the left more. Like their, their goal is to divide us so they can beat us. So I love TikTok, but I also understand <laughs> based on even the limited knowledge that I have why it's probably not the best idea that China runs it and owns it. That's crazy. That's all. Like, we should just, like, sell it to Mark Cuban, you know? Well, I trust him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said, yeah, he's done that with the Mavericks. <laughs> we'll shoot about the Cubs, you know? All right, moving on. A tech, listen to this, and it's going to start sad, but I'm telling you on the other side of this, it won't be as sad, so bear with me. Sammy Burko, a teenage boy from Missouri City, Texas, went to a rock climbing gym, and he had cardiac arrest while he was at the rock climbing gym, and he died. Two hours later, he was alive. Not 20 seconds, not four minutes. Listen to this. I'm sitting home last night reading this story, and I'm like, I went, whoa. My wife's like, what happened? I I never reacted to stories like this, like that, because we do them all the time. This is a great one. He climbed to the top of the wall. He rang the bell, and then his body went limp up there. It looked like he was either playing around or he had passed out. They weren't quite sure. He was completely unresponsive they had to go up and lower him slowly so they get him down and this is all courtesy of houston's fox 26 they call paramedics they show up paramedics and doctors gave him cpr for two hours they just would not stop doing it for two hours and then they said he's gone (laughs) so it was two hours and the doctor said he just is not going to make it so they sat with their kid the mom and the dad and they were just saying their goodbyes. She started talking to him, telling him how much she loves him and sorry that they didn't know how to save him. And then he started moving a little bit. Oh, my. Whoa. Okay. Don't the, give up on me, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh. Don't know, ever unplug me. I don't care what's up. <laughs> five-hour CPR for I'll you. Yeah, that's five, a long time. Hour, like five days. I mean, just switch it out. <laughs> just pay for somebody. If I got money in the bank, pay for, pay for rotation. Just keep going. Yeah, just the couple shouted for the medical team because they had... Not moved on, but moved away so they could say their goodbyes at that point. And they came back and started giving aid. And he went without oxygen, so they feared severe brain injury. Aside from some physical, he only so far has experienced short-term memory loss. Wow. So the road to recovery still hasn't been easy. Uh, His legs are having strength problems. But that ain't nothing. He's alive. Compared to him not being here. He's got some ischemic spine injury, but again, I'll say it, he's lucky to have it yeah. and be alive. Mm, and I want to ask him, where where did yeah, you go for yeah, two Yeah, what did you see? Yeah. Yeah, the only thing that I think about when people say that, though, there are chemicals in the brain that are doing certain things. So I don't know if he actually went anywhere or if the chemical which makes him feel certain ways. For example- Hey, we didn't when, ask you, man. When we I have laughing him. gas, I go to a place. I didn't really go. <laughs> no, you didn't. Like, I have laughing <laughs> gas, and, I, and it's the only time I've ever, like- been like, Ooh. you know, I don't drink, I don't, I don't smoke, and so I love laughing gas. And if I have it, because I get, oh, I get really nervous, anxious, and so 
I need it to just get through it. But if I get that right, that perfect, I don't even know what kind it is. The ones that Dennis have? I feel like I'm in space and like black space with stars. And I'm like having conversations with myself. It's like love is the only real thing, man. Dang, man. In your head or out loud? I don't know. I hope it's just in my head. It's got to be in my head because my mouth like this. Okay. So I think, but I, I was at a different place. I felt like I was not in space, but I wasn't not in space. Mm-hmm. So, but that's yeah, chemicals but you were doing on that a to thing. me. You're on, on, laughing gas. Mm-hmm. I want to see what this but guy. Chemicals in my brain are doing that. This guy was dead, dude. Yeah, for two hours. Crazy. It's crazy. What if he like just went to Disney World? Okay, that's all. Okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> he, cool too. He rode Space Mountain. Yeah, times. he's like, I finally rode the Matterhorn. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you guys. That's Fox News with that story. I just wanted to share those with you because they were so good. How was your weekend? It was really good. Relaxing hikes, oh. hanging out. Lots of cleaning. I wanted a hike too. You did. Did you want to hike with my wife? Yes. I told her to hike. She's trucking us all into hikes. Wait, what? And we just all put it together. <laughs> One at a time. She's making us all go hiking with her. Yeah, I sure did. And I'm not a big hike guy, but we went on a hike. Wow. Well, when the weather's right, you got to hike. That's what I say. Is that a rhyme? I don't know. Kind of. Yeah, it's I, 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 I. All good though. All right, news. Let's go. Bobby's big stories. I saw the story about this guy who threw all this money on the highway. I got a lot to say about it. Pretty Vehicle awesome. stopped on a bit. No, it's not. It's not awesome. Awesome. I'm gonna no, no. <laughs> yeah. Vehicle stopped on a busy Oregon highway so drivers could get out and collect an estimated two hundred thousand dollars thrown out of another driver's window. Wow. The Oregon State Police and Colin Davis McCarthy, thirty-eight. They said this that he threw out the cash from his window on I five. Near mile marker 192, he is not charged with any crime. Quote, he was doing well and wanted to bless others with gifts of money. The money is believed to have come from his family's shared bank account. I feel like he was just sticking it to his family. Like, he took it out without knowing and started throwing it out. Like, I'll show you from a shared account. Do they know about this? (laughs) So, he just started chunking it. Now, here's what I want to say. First of all, people could have died in a car wreck or, like, pulled over and they're out collecting the money and a car hits them. Like, this is not the way to give away $200,000. If you want to walk around a town and hand out money to people, I'd be a little sus. I'd be like, what's happening here? But that's how you do it. Yeah. Because I'm looking at all the cars pulled over and people running into the grass to get Mayhem. It. Oh. There just could have been a lot of serious injuries and deaths. And luckily there wasn't. And then I wonder, you took it out of a shared account and then just threw it out the window? That, to me, feels like something's up. <laughs> like, maybe... Uncle Mabel, Aunt Mabel, don't even know that the money's gone. I mean, what a feeling, though, to just be throwing money out the window. I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to actually walk around and hand it to people. Be like, this is real. This is legitimate. I want you to have it for no reason at all because I've been blessed. Like, that would be the feeling. Not just chunk. Because some of the money, too, it it may never be found. It could be lost in the mud. That's terrible. (laughs) That's a tragedy. That's... That, that's a tragedy. The police had to uh, put out a statement to tell people to stop going there to look yeah, for stop it. Looking yeah, for right. All yeah, the right. Yeah, right. Yes. Exactly. Still there's there. People out there hunting. I'm on my way. Yes. Uh, a sad story from the weekend. At least four people were killed and 20 more injured in a shooting at a Sweet 16 party in Alabama. Four people were killed. 28 others were injured when gunfire broke out at the party. At least 15 teenagers were treated for gunshot wounds. Five were still in critical condition. Police haven't released any information about a suspect or motive. And they just kind of go through what happened. That's from UPI. Lunchbox, did you 
because I heard motives, but they weren't in the story. Have you heard anything about this? I am not. I did not. I, once I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh. I know one of the person killed was the brother of the girl having the birthday, and I was just like, oh, but I didn't see the motive. Then I won't share what I had read the motive was. Oh, well, I didn't see that either, though. Yeah, but I that's looked. why. Then I won't share. How did you there. get that online? I, there's so many stories about it. Okay. The, yeah, I mean, there were like five mass shootings over the weekend. I know. Where multiple people were shot and at multiple places. So a waitress is fired for mixing blood in the cocktails. Stop it. What? Like blood blood? A waitress has been fired for allegedly using her own blood as a mixer and cocktails. What on earth? Management oh. for the lounge. <sighs> which is basically called Problem Problem Child Dark Cafe, issued an apology, and they said it's basically job terrorism. They also let people know the bar was temporarily shut down in order to replace the contaminated glasses and trash bottles. I mean, I would never go back to that place, even though it's not the place's fault. Or or they need to change the name of it. They need to do something. I'd already consider a name change. Problem Child, what was it? That's Dark... Room? Problem, da- <laughs> problem, child, dark cafe. Yeah, man. Okay, no, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we went, yeah, that's probably we need a rebrand. Yeah, blood lounge. <laughs> Cases of people getting infected from drinking another person's blood are rare, but major diseases can be transmitted through oh, blood. Yeah, and Obviously. they list them all. That's from the New York Post. What a weirdo! A guy won a raffle held by the company he works for. He became the envy of the entire company in well, country or world because. He won a year of paid leave and a company oh, raffle. And a no company way. raffle. Wow, Let's year? do it. What? So they finally, what? So what company does that? They finally met. They had a big raffle. And when they met, they were apart for so long because of COVID. And they stayed, even though they could meet, they got the whole company back together the first time. And then there were prizes like consuming a special homemade drink with blood. <laughs> yeah, no, like, what? No, nah, she didn't work there. <laughs> Acting as a waiter for their colleagues. So there were dumb, fun ones, and then there was 365 days of paid leave. It, oh. it was a young manager, they say. They don't list the business here. Amazing. That'd be great. Would you even go back? You take your year, and probably like six months into it, you start looking for another job that's even better. So you have six months to look while still living, being wow. free. That's why I do. I kind of hedge it. Yeah, see, we, I wouldn't. That ain't even no, no, my I'm mind. not hedging. Or you could get I'm a sure. job for the 365 no. and make double. You could d- definitely do that. I mean... I'd probably do that more so. But I'd want to find a great job. I'd take a little time off, and then I'd start working on a great, finding a great job. And yeah, you could either double up, double dip, mm-hmm. or hedge it to where the last three months or so you're working at the new place, and you just took nine months off. Dang, that's smart. I'm sure there's some rule like you can't work for a competitor. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> that's from Oddity Central. Hire a hitman. The fake website strikes again. A Tennessee man's facing federal charges for attempting to engage in a murder-for-hire scheme with an undercover FBI agent. Josiah Ernesto Garcia, 21, needed money to support his family. He searched online for a job as a hitman. So this is different than someone going to the site and looking for a hitman. He's actually applying for a job he wants to kill as someone. a hitman. He submitted an inquiry to the website to work as a hitman. And then they forward it to the FBI, which is what they do every time they get a message on this site. What can I say? I enjoy doing what I do. So if I can find a job similar to it, such as this one, put me in, coach. Hmm? You want to be a hitman? He enjoys doing that? Well, he's an Air National Guardsman. Oh, okay. Mm. I get that. It's from the New York Post. But as an Air National Guardsman, are you out killing But he said he's a marksman. Like, that's what he is. And he said uh, that he prefers to travel for work. He, he said he will kill in his home state, but he would prefer to travel. What? <laughs> 
And he, like they, they didn't respond, so he kept sending follow-up emails saying, hey, are we, are we still doing this? Like, what's going on? Like, am I going to get an interview? And he sent, like, his driver's license, all that oh. to them. You know, thorough. <laughs> he really wanted it. I mean, <laughs> they really were hiring. They'd probably give him a look. <laughs> Experts found that talking about sports can get you ahead at work and lead to you being more liked and promotions. Sports talk is very common and a baseline for most people that are familiar. They can relate, especially if your boss is a sports fan. They say sports-related conversations between coworkers and clients can boost morale, and they have the ability to improve your mood with a more positive outlook at work. Mm-hmm. What, are your, what are your thoughts when you hear that? Well, I guess I need to brush up on some sports. Well, when you were eight, you were a tennis champion. Tennis star. Uh, yeah. yeah. 92 was my prime, so I was probably 11. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sorry to insult you like that. You <laughs> went far into that career. Yeah, but I played basketball, tennis, and basketball, softball. You were ambidextrous. You were the free throw no, shooter. So- well, and basketball softball. free throws was they were my specialty, and in softball, yeah, I get so I confused was, with her stories. They're all weird. Yeah, yeah. I was a switch hitter. So but the, you said you were all time free throw shooter. Yeah, and that's not a position that's ever existed. Yeah, but you put me out at the Vanderbilt court, and I showed you. I did. How many did I have to hit? No, no, no but I, I'm saying you I said they, they put you in just to shoot free throws, but that's not really how it works. I, you know, memory's weird. Okay, you know, <laughs> it's a funny thing. <laughs> that's from Social Issues Research Center. Be careful with allergy pills. If you turn to those over-the-counter allergy pills or antihistamines to fight your allergies, they can actually make you fat. They say, according to the latest research, people taking allergy meds weighed more in the weeks that followed from taking it. Scientists say that antihistamines increase your appetite, put you on the path to weight gain. So at least you understand why, if you're taking them, you're taking them, and then they're making you hungrier as well. So that's what it is. I take that every day. What? Zyrtec. Antihistamine. That's why, dude, that's why I've got a belly. You think you're every day? You think, but that's forever. What do you mean? I've, I've been taking allergy pills for like 10 years. Every day. Something to I that. think you're blaming. Right. You no, know, dude, you it's, it's never clicked until you just read that story right now. I'm like, that's why I have a belly. So then, mm, but are you I, always I think, hungry? I think pizza Fridays always. and pizza Mondays and pizza Wednesdays yeah. and pizza Thursdays. <laughs> well, no. What happens is pizza Fridays, but we get a large one yeah. and we have leftovers. So it's Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, I think that's probably a big yeah. part of it. <laughs> Could you not take antihistamines? No way, dude. Like, my allergies are so bad that if I don't take them, like, I'll, I'll have runny nose all day. I also wanted to talk about this story. Did you see the Walgreens story where the woman went in and the guy who was working there had the gun? Oh, it was so on Thursday, there was a shooting involving a pregnant woman and a Walgreens employee. The family say she and her baby are both in stable condition. She had to have three surgeries after being shot eight times, four in the stomach, two in each leg. Crazy that the baby Mm. is fine, right? The baby's in uh, in, uh, the NICU and only weighs two pounds. But on Thursday, she went in. She had to have an emergency C-section. But here's what happened. She went in. Apparently, allegedly, she was shoplifting. The guy who worked there saw it, had a gun on him, walked out to the parking lot. She supposedly sprayed him with mace because she was like, why are you so close? And then he shot her a bunch of times. Dang. I don't. That's basically the story. I can read through it to make sure I'm not messing it up, but I read it over the weekend a bunch. That's from News Channel 5. But a Walgreens employee suspected two women were possibly stealing items. The employee followed them outside of the car. The pregnant woman sprayed mace at the employee who then shot at them with a semi-automatic pistol he was carrying thanks to Tennessee laws that now you can have it. The woman was forced to have a C-section. The baby and the mom are expected to survive. Okay. 
<laughs> Surely this wasn't part of his Walgreens employee oh, you protocol. Don't. You don't even walk out and chase. I know someone right. who worked no. in retail. There are specific people that are in charge of even saying something, but once they get out of the plate, you don't it's not you don't own the Walgreens. Yeah, I think he probably had a gun and was like, I feel safe going out. I, I can go out and enforce. Yeah, no. Obviously, if he's grabbing the gun that quick, too. Let them get away with whatever it's, they matter. took from. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Know. You're not the, the, the owner of the Walgreens. You're not the Walgreens super enforcer. But even if you are, nothing being taken from Walgreens is worth shooting over. And it just says he thought she was stealing stuff. Yeah, I don't even suspected. know that she for sure was. Not No no proof of anything. Just his <laughs> gut instinct or thought or maybe he saw something, but... Oh, ugh. gosh. That is a... Yeah. This is... That's a bad one, too. Oh, there were a, there were a bunch of oh, shoot, yeah. shootings Can over the weekend. Great. There was another one in Louisville where people died. It's terrible. Another one on top of the bank? Yeah. Oh. There's another one. Yep. All right, that's the news. Thank Those you. were Bobby's Big Stories. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts. That's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. You buying groceries? What happened? Okay, I'm in line. Uh, two people ahead of me, three people behind me. And then all of a sudden there's this 
girl and she's sort of frantically looking for a short line like you can tell she's like oh shoot I, I have to get out of here she has one item so the nice woman in front of me says hey you can you can come in front of me and then the woman behind me is like Ugh. like is so uh, frustrated with the fact that the woman ahead of her let someone else in and I thought oh this is an interesting little predicament I don't really care I'm not in a hurry clearly one item girl's in a huge hurry Person and it's in only front one of me, item that matters too. It's one item. If it was somebody with a full basket, it'd be different. Person in front of me, just feeling super kind, lets her in. But who knows? The three people behind me, they might be in a hurry. We don't know. And so I just thought, well, who's who's in? Who has the choice here? Who's in the? I don't know. What is the is the person in the wrong for letting the the one item girl in? I don't know. She did it though. <sighs> girl behind me, not happy. <laughs> I think. If you let a one-item person in, that's okay. If they're quick. I do. I wouldn't let a whole basket person in because that's really going to slow everybody's progress. And you get in line for a reason. I hate waiting in a line. I hate when people cut in line. But she allowed someone to go in front of her because it seemed like maybe she had to pee or poop. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a thing, too. That did not cross my mind. If she's, like, super... Fr- like, oh, go. Then can she you just, like, put the, the item down and go... No, I want to get out to the okay. car. No, she should say, like, I got to poop. Let me yeah. through. No. Even why if she does doesn't, it? that works. Okay. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah, I'm okay with the one-item person. And I don't make a habit of it. And I also don't... Or maybe I go... If it's me, I, I go... She only got one item. Do you guys mind if I let her cut? Yeah, you got to get mean, a vote. Even No, we ain't voting yeah, with everybody. Vote. Oh, no. no you got to vote. Hey, this is not. This the, is we're not, not going to the polls. No. no I'm <laughs> just going to say it to the one person behind. Because I've been in places where f- their friends have let friends come in with like eight items at a clothing store. And I'm like, we can't do this. But it's like somebody cutting at the airport. If they're like, I'm so sorry. I'm so late for this. I got I have no problem with letting them skirt on through. See, I did that one time, and the person was like, I'm cool with it, but you want to ask them? And I said, hey, everyone. There were like 10 people. Can I cut? I'm really late. And they were all like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. So I went. So, But I got the blessing of everyone you, in line. You, you had to go to the poll. You just need like the first and the second person. <laughs> okay. You just need anybody that'll let you in, yeah. All right, if she'd had more items, okay. the person. I know. Somebody just likes to get irritated at stuff because <laughs> I hate a line cutter but if it's not I don't, I don't hate a line cutter that has a good reason to line cut I know the person behind me I would be like let's just breathe what was this. her item I think we need to know what that is oh, not okay. a big deal eggs Ooh, eggs maybe there's huh maybe there's like an omelet convention and she's late mm. to it yeah like what's she in a hurry with eggs Breakfast. I was thinking she had to be somewhere with the eggs like at a restaurant did they need eggs and they sent her out to get them and I, I don't know. There's a couple at a table like, be- where are eggs? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm okay with it. One item. I wouldn't mind it if I were the person two people back. That's how I'm looking at this. I'm two back. She's only got one item. She's in a hurry. Sure. Go to go to town. Okay. Yeah. I felt similar. Yeah. I just didn't know how the people behind me should feel. Well, we're similar people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have a deal here about Lunchbox. And Lunchbox's investments, because Amy gave him 30 bucks. I gave him 30 bucks. He has his own 30 bucks. So we're like 90 bucks into this. And so this is Sam from Indianapolis who left us his voicemail. Just calling related to Lunchbox's investments. Uh, his Rolls Royce stock that he bought is actually not for the cars. That's uh, the engine company, Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce Cars is owned by BMW. So uh, if you want to get to owning that Rolls Royce, you might want to sell that stock and uh, invest it into the BMW stock. He's been talking about how he has stock in Rolls Royce. Ugh. Okay. The engine. 
Yeah, not the actual car. Also, Bobby, I don't. I hate to remind you of this, but technically, we've each given him sixty-one dollars. Yeah, yeah. We gave him more. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we're going to buy a full stock think, of WWE. Oh, I think no. you blocked it out. But yeah, because we we didn't. Have Why enough, do I keep giving him more? Money? We didn't, we didn't have enough buying power to get a whole stock of WWE, so we all ponied up thirty-one dollars each to get full stock of WWE. Did you put another thirty-one into? Absolutely. Okay, so. How, how are we doing? Are there any issues? Are we making money? Well, here's the issue. I don't understand how where the money went. Like, I deposited it, and it says my deposit went in. What do you mean where the money went? What? Like, I put it in there, and so I go to buy a stock of WWE, and it's like, you don't have enough buying power. You only have $1.26. And I'm like, no, it says right here, my deposit for $93 went through. And it's like, you don't have enough buying power. I asked Morgan, I'm like, what? And she's like, I don't know. I think she's it the takes one a minute to no, no, no. basically post. No, no, no. It said it, no, it no. took five <laughs> days to post. Like, it took five days to get deposited in there. And I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally, it went through. And I go, and I was like, all right, cool. Let me buy a stock. You don't have enough buying power. You only have $1.62 of buying power. No, because I just deposited $93. I have no idea. Why is it always something? Mm-hmm. It is so frustrating. No, you're right. It is so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I've never it heard is- of any time someone just like deposits 93 and suddenly it turns into $1. That's what oh, it- I have. We did a whole business together where we bought shoes well, and all of a sudden they just disappeared and we had no money for them. <laughs> I remember well, that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I-, I don't know. I'll help you during the break. Yeah. Uh. Get out the app. Are you sure that money didn't get deposited into your lottery fund and you bought lottery yeah, tickets? Yeah, I promise. Or- I-, I-, I keep those separate. Morgan, did you try to help him? Yeah, I did. And the money did go in, but it's money just like... Say, what did it say? Money go by. What money gone. gone. Sorry. Money gone. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and so I, it should be $93 in the account. But here's the other problem. That WWE stock, it's up over $100 now. We've been losing money. We've been losing money because we can't even buy it. Well, we didn't lose the money. We just no, no, didn't we, make... Our, well, our, our profit would be like yeah, yeah, but we didn't 20%. Lo- but we didn't lose any money. Would it be 20%? I no, we know. have lost money. <laughs> like no, we, you and I have all yeah. No, no, we've all lost money. money. Hey, hey, yeah. we all lost money because we're a team. But it's like at $106 now. When we tried to buy it, it was at 93 And I can't give you more because right. by the time I give you more to put in, the same thing's going to happen. And that's right. what I don't understand. How do I not I have... I can't a- believe we gave him more money. Does the app that. have a 1-800 number like or customer care? Like, I, I, How would I find that? It's probably on the click, click <laughs> on the very bottom. Us. Yeah, because you need to know. Like, I'm very curious where the money went. If somehow <sighs> you lost it in the app because of something you clicked, then great. But it can't just just poof disappear for no reason. I mean, I even had the email and it says, that, "Oh, congratulations! Your deposit went through. It's it's posted." It's I go and I only have a dollar and sixty two cents. Okay. I don't understand. Give it till tomorrow. I I have faith. It, it'll it'll post. No, no, no. In the knee. No, no, no. In the knee. We'll believe in it, Lunch. Yeah, we believe in it. We believe in you. Make it happen. Okay? Oh, man. But yeah, man, stock market is stressful over here. Is it? Yeah. I mean, because you look at those numbers every 30 seconds, see how they're doing. Imagine that was your career. No way. There's no way. Wall Street? Where are you going? I'm going to get, let's see how it's doing today. Let's see if we're. I'm good right now. No, hold on, hold on. Let me see. No, yes, no, hold on. All right. We're down 21 cents today. Oh, no. In South Carolina last Wednesday, pick three lotto with the numbers one one one. Oh wow! So one 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 was a big winner. They awesome. did it again on Thursday. The numbers were two two two. Uh oh! Oh man! You know everybody's picking three 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 for sure. And if it does come up, everybody's gonna get like a nickel when they split that <laughs> thing up. So that's what's up. One one one. 
Two, two, two. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. The 50 cent pick three ticket has a top prize of 250 bucks, while a $1 ticket can earn up to 500 bucks. It's just a bunch of people winning, and you're not going to win a ton of money. You but only win $500 for winning, getting three numbers? That a $1, is, that's what it says, a $1 ticket. That's crazy. There were more than 22,000 pick three tickets. And maybe it's because it was all split up. Yeah, I don't, I don't because know. Because there's only a certain pool of money. So if you hit it, maybe that's why it was only 500 bucks because they had to split it up so many times. Because I don't play pick three. I play the big ball. Yeah, of course. And you yeah. just show them, don't you? Yeah, I want the you millions. Made a, you made a bunch of money, huh? You no, really I gave it to them. You stuck it to them. No, yeah. I haven't done that yet. A former Meta employee. You know what Meta is? Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, all that. Claims that she was paid $190,000 a year to do nothing. Hmm? Dang, I need that. And somebody wrote, this is kind of Lunchbox now. <laughs> That's not funny, Eddie. That's so stupid. How do you know it was him? Yeah, how do you know it was me? He laughs at his own joke. No, I don't. I'm so funny. That was funny. I don't know who said it. I'm not going to. Yeah. But they said this is kind of like Lunchbox now. It is like you. Here's a clip of Madeline talking about what she did all day and how she was basically just doing nothing, going to meetings. So what do you do all day? You're learning. They have a really amazing onboarding and training, the best onboarding and training I've seen from any company ever. The expectations when you start is really that you're just learning and taking it all in because you're drinking from a fire hose. But the most that we did, we had so many team meetings. Why are we meeting? We're not hiring nobody. None of us knew the answers. She would ask my boss, she'd be like, I don't know, because she was new too. I really miss it. So she did nothing except go to meetings and learn. But Dang, why'd she quit? Anything. I don't know. Maybe they had to lay off a bunch of people because I saw that they were there were massive layoffs. Oh, and is... the first person that you lay off is the person who doesn't do anything. <laughs> exactly. All right, we got to make some cuts here. Who can we afford to lose? Well, we got this whole group of people. They don't even have a job. We just pay them. Yeah, I'm feeling that's where we go, Mark. Mm-hmm. So that's what's up. That is from Yahoo. That Finance. would be great, though, not to be challenged at your job, just to be chilling. That'd be great. I have two spill the teas. I want to start, if you don't mind. Da, da, da. Let's spill the tea. Abby, will you come up to the microphone, please? Abby is uh, the jack of all trades. She produces segments. She answers phones. She sings. Abby, would you like to spill the tea on someone? I would love to. Okay, go (laughs) ahead. Okay, so last week on Thursday, Mike had a bunch of guests in for his podcast. And he can probably explain it better than me. Um, But it was, what's her name? Broken Lizard. And then, so they're the stormtroopers. You want to no, call no, me it's Mike? Super troopers. <laughs> he had super troopers. troopers then. Yeah, super troopers. There we go. And then <laughs> Adrian uh, Paliki. Yeah. You know who that is, right? Yeah, she she's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but I asked Mike, and I was like, oh yeah, she was in Friday Night Lights. So that's kind of how I recognize her. Um, so I was helping him like get people out, get them out. And I had to go back to my desk real quick. I was going back out, and I heard Lunchbox in the hallway. He yelled, hey, where's Riggins? From Friday Night Lights. Yes. Yeah. And so did she answer? What uh, did she do? I'm so, like, did you think so, it was, was that fun? Is that funny? I don't know. No, no, no. no, no, no. Here, I walk out, and I, and I yeah. see her, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I don't know her real name. Like, I just know her from Friday Night Lights, Tyra. And so I just see her, and I instantly just, like, I don't know what to say to her. So I just say, hey, how's Riggins? And she just goes, uh, he's fine. So Riggins was the, another her, character that, that was her boyfriend. They were dating. And the they, were the da- they were dating in the uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah. And so I just said it, and I thought, hey, man, kind of funny. Like, How'd it work out for you? Uh, n- not nothing, really. No, that was the most like cringeworthy thing ever. I think so you could have said, done. hey, big fan. Oh, I'm, I'm Lunchbox. I, I, I didn't know her name. I didn't know. You didn't have to say that there. I, I, but, hey, I'm, hey, big fan. I'm Lunchbox. I could have said that, but yeah. I just went with Riggins, man. How's Riggins? 
<laughs> because you know, like you know, yeah. like oh, no, we get you, it. Yeah, you yeah. keep in touch, and she's just like, huh, it's fine. Is that not awkward? Why does he not know how to act around <laughs> celebrities? Like well, he doesn't. I, well, here's the thing, and they're I, in here all the time. I, I literally just walked out of a room. What about, Emma, was, what about Emma Smith? Oh man, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> What but happened? Why, there? why not? He just ignored me, man. But what you did you like talk to him like a normal human? No, he yelled, yelled, he at yelled him. yeah, 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 yelled, yelled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you were like in a was I don't know, like in a huge space, probably with like just hundreds of feet. Of no, it was no. just like it was just like me and like him and a couple other people. Like it was like small, intimate setting. Yeah, like a ha- like a hallway. Or yeah, something. like a like like a walkway. Yeah, and then hey, what'd you just yell? Hey man, hey, man, hey, man. and I asked him where a Super Bowl ring. He's like, where's your Super Bowl ring? Yeah, oh my goodness! And, and, you didn't want to be like, hey man, really good to meet you, big fan. I, I just sometimes I, I just want them to feel my excitement. Mm. Like when I see celebrities, I, wa- I want them to know that I'm excited to see them. That's what I did with her. And what's her name? Adrienne. Mm-hmm. Adrian. Adrian. I, I just I didn't know her name, and I just <laughs> how's Riggins? And the other guys that were with her, I recognized the one dark-haired guy, but I, man, don't know his name either, so I couldn't even do anything with him. But she kind of, I got a chuckle, though, like, huh, he's fine. Do you think she still talks to Riggins? I don't think, I don't know. And I don't know really who Riggins is. And Oh, man, come on, he was the problem. Who else have you yelled at? Oh, I've yelled at a lot. Uh, Gwen Stefani. Oh, they wouldn't let him touch her. Yeah, I went went chasing, I was at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. I was checking in. And she came out of the elevator bank, and I left the check-in desk with my suitcases, chased her through the lobby to the front doors. I was like, Gwen, 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 big fan, can I get a picture? And she turns around, sure. And I go to put my arm around her, and she goes, no touching. So I did the two thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) But don't you think you yelling, running, like that scares somebody a little bit? Yeah, but she's Gwen Stefani. She's used to it. I think if you just said, hey, Gwen, hey, I'm a big fan. Do you mind if I get a picture? Uh, if I, you know, hey, Gwen, hey, Gwen. She ain't going to hear me. And she's going to keep going. No, but you go to. If you, you say it. No, no, She no, has no. security. You she's got bodyguards. Up. You can even say to the bodyguards or anybody, hey, Gwen, do you mind if I get a picture? I'm a big fan. That's so different than screaming, Gwen, running with a suitcase behind you. <laughs> I did have a suitcase backpack on. It was awesome. We could do this. He's like got like 10 of these stories. Lots of these And he's like, yeah. I don't understand why celebrities won't talk with me. <laughs> Um, okay. Johnny Bananas at the bar. Oh, man. Then you wanted to be his best friend. I wanted to be his best friend. And then and then I, yeah, I got told to back Did you off. yell at Halle Berry at a basketball game? Uh, Halle Berry was at a concert in Las Vegas. Oh, okay, that was a yeah. concert. Did who, you yell at her? Yeah. Who, who was the basketball game? Hold on, hold on. Uh, Did you yell at Halle Berry? I was like, Halle, Halle, Halle Berry! Halle Berry. <laughs> and I was like, let me get a pig! You're so beautiful! And she's going to look at me. I'm surprised she went all over that. Yeah. <laughs> And she was in a uh, special section, and she was started backing away. So I just stood right here and took a picture with her in the background. Did she know? Nah, I, I think she was kind of looking at me like, okay. Uh, LeBron James at a, uh, the club in Vegas, and I tried to get a picture with him. And the bodyguard goes, no. And so I took a picture with him in the background, and they told me, you do that again, you're going to get kicked out. And I was like, okay, my bad. My bad. Cool. Your rate is so low, I guess. Yeah. It never oh. actually works out, so why not change your style? I don't know. I did Ashley Judd at a Kentucky basketball game. That's it. Yeah, she was sitting there watching the Kentucky basketball game, and I went down, uh, and I was like, Ashley! Ashley! But you- why not go all the way down like to her? No, I did. I went to her row. But she You're was yelling like, when it, well, she was four seats in. You're yelling four seats away? <laughs> it's not that far. Yeah. That's for me to you. Watch. Hey, man, you good? Well, yeah, but you... Can, can I get a picture? Hold on, hold on. But you're not having other fans in between us it's drinking their people. beers and... You know what I mean? Drinking beer ain't that loud. Okay, go ahead. And I said, Ashley, Ashley Judd, big fan. Can I snap a pic? 
And Why would you yell Judd, though? Because she knows who she is, and she probably doesn't want you yelling it so everybody around knows it's her. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Okay. And because she's known to be a big Kentucky basketball fan. And this is back when Tubby Smith was the head coach, and his son was Saul Smith, and he was sitting next to her, and she goes, she's watching the game. I'm like, who are you? You ain't. You don't need you to speak that? for her. You said that? Did he you didn't. say that? I said... Did okay. you say what you just said you said? <laughs> I said, it's halftime. And you really got him, buddy. <laughs> wow, wow. That was it. No, that was halftime is very different from who you're are tough, you. You're dude. But I ain't got no pick. Yeah, got no, no pick. You didn't do one of those where you get over your shoulder. <laughs> no, and yeah. that was back in the day with disposable cameras. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Did you yell at Warren Sapp or just go up to him? I just went up to him. He just totally He's, ignored. Yeah. I absolutely Terrible. ignored. Just walked right by me. Chris Berman, same thing. Just kept walking by. Did you yell at them? No. Why'd you have to think about it? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I went up to Warren Sapp. Go, I, I went up to him. I said, hey, man, we're up here. Uh, Bobby Bones, Andy Roddy, they're doing a sports show. There, and we're wondering if you can interview you. And, no. Okay, cool. Right, that's cool. And you promise you talked to that normal voice? No, no, I probably yelled. Yeah, okay, just making sure. But he was in the lobby of the hotel. There was a lot of good lot hustle of, yeah, and bustle of, going on. A lot of yelling. And uh, Chris Berman was waiting for the elevator. And I went, Chris Berman, Chris Berman, dude. Rumbling, stumbling. Oh, you started doing him, approaching yeah, him. That's what he does. I said, hey, man, you want to come up and be on Bobby Bones and uh, Andy Roddick's sports show? No. This is Norman. You think scared him, though? I don't know. Yeah, who cares? Kind of, yeah, he was kind of grumpy, dude. He just got on the elevator. Was like, All it right, did. Cool. It did work in his favor the time he yelled at Diddy. I did. Yeah. Oh, at iHeart. Yeah. iHeart. Everybody told me. Oh, security told me back up, back up. He didn't want anybody in the hallway. Get away, get away. And everybody's backing up. And who went through? Me, Diddy, Diddy. And he looks at me. He goes, "You give him love, love, love." And he came up and gave me daps. There were cameras on him though. Yeah. He loved it. <laughs> Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Pennsylvania. It was around 5 a.m. when two guys were in the front yard playing a game of Monopoly. They got a little loud and they woke up the neighbor. Well, the neighbor comes out and wants them to end the Monopoly game. And they're like, no, we got to finish the game. So he goes back in and gets his samurai sword to confront the Monopoly players. Mm. And one guy grabs it, cuts his hand. Oh, he grabs oh. a sword. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> okay. But he got the sword, but then the neighbor wanted it back, grabbed it, and he got cut. And so they both ended up in the hospital. Uh. I'm assuming that a 5 a.m. Monopoly game didn't start at 4 a.m. It must have started late at night, <laughs> yeah. and they probably have had some to drink. And then secondly... Those Monopoly games do take a long time. Forever. And you but, don't want some you don't have to end it because somebody's complaining. You know, you're you're invested into that thing. And then you can start selling your properties. And back. Then why are you in the and, yard? Yeah, yeah go in the house. Wait, why do you move the Monopoly game to the yard? Why don't you just do that in the kitchen? Yeah, maybe they want to like sit on the back porch though. It was a nice night. Have ten beers. Morning. That's what it feels like. And then the neighbor with the samurai sword gets into it. Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Time for the good news countdown. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go with number three. Number three. A barbershop owner in Cincinnati named Vernon is in the news because he still goes into work on his days off and he does free haircuts for kids with special needs. And what he does and why it's his day off is no one else is allowed in the store because some of them, there are sensory struggles. Noise. Oh. That makes sense. Light yeah. wow. sometimes. That's cool he thought of that. So there are no other workers there. It's just him, the parent, and the kid, and they get his full attention. Also, he can be nervous around other people. Mm-hmm. So he does this. He's been doing it for a few years now, and donations from people in the community make it happen. So he just goes in, shows up, and helps these kids when they need it. There you go, Vernon. It's pretty cool. 
I like the name Vernon. <laughs> I do too. That's why I said it. Yeah. I didn't know I liked it until you said it like do that. Do we know right. another Vernon? No. Uh, Vernon. Know, well, know what I mean, Vern? Vern. Ernest P. Whirl used to yeah. say that about us. We used to be called Vern. Was that his full name? Vern's? No. Vernon? Ernest P. World. Right, right. Know what I mean, Vern? Know what it, Who was Vern? Us, his friend. He called us Vern? Well, Vern was his buddy. <laughs> I, I never understood that but, part. Uh, but people would always say, know what I mean, Vern? Oh, it's from that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. from that. Got yeah. It. yeah. Vernon Davis. <laughs> Plays football. No. You know oh, yeah, 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 49ers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, moving on to number two. Number two. A dad in northern Canada found out his 16-year-old son needed a kidney transplant, so he lost 79 pounds so he could be the donor. He was at 274. He had to get under 200. He's now around 195. He got approved last month. Surgery's happening in June. Yes. Come on. And his dad's a match. That's awesome. Come on. Yeah, no, yeah know what I mean, Vern? That's a good one, too. Number one. A woman of Florida spent her life savings to help her daughter beat cancer. Then she hit the lottery for $2 million. She won yes. the day after her daughter finished her last treatment wow. for breast cancer. Vern, that was a good one, wasn't it? <laughs> no, yeah. remember. That was it. That was the Good News Countdown. Movie Mike's got a new episode up. And, hey, Mike, I want to ask you something here because... I was talking to Eddie the other day, and he said, Mike's in the studio with, like, 40 dudes. Who were those dudes? All the guys from Super Troopers. Now, I never saw Super Troopers. Was it good? Yeah. It was Are a, you looking at me like I'm dumb? It's a cult classic yeah, from back It seems like right up your alley. Well, I, I know, and that's why I said it, because Eddie started quoting the movie where we were, and he was like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I mean, dude, I've never seen Super Troopers. As big of a fan of Office Space that you are, I yeah. feel like you would love Super Troopers. So, you, you had all the old original actors? Yeah, they wrote and directed that movie. Got it. So they have a new movie coming out? Yeah, called Quasi on Hulu this Thursday. So they came in, and I have a clip here. One of the guys, Jay, talked about how his uncle won the lottery twice and then used the money to help them fund their first movie. Yeah, like a very independent movie called Puddle Cruiser. Okay, here we go. My uncle won the lottery twice. What? He won uh, a million and a half once. He kept playing the same numbers for years, and then he played the same number and won 50,000 more, and his name was Money, M-A-N-I. He invested in our first film. Bought himself uh-huh. a Corvette. Were they wow. funny as a group? Hilarious. Was it too much with all those people? It like, was a lot to wrangle. I've never interviewed six people before. It's hard. Oh. It's, it's hard interviewing a band <laughs> that they all want to talk. Imagine Old Dominion. Imagine me having an interview oh, there. Because yeah. I like them all. I know them all. They all have stuff to say. But check out Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. All the Super Troopers are in. Are they the Super Troopers in this new movie? No, different characters. But they're all in it? Yeah. Okay. All right, Mike, thank you. Yeah. That's what's up. Subscribe, search, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. Uh, Thank you, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bones Show. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, 
mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them every day can make all the difference in the world. That's why everybody should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.